Welcome to Colorful Conversations about all things home and decorating. I'm Tasha, the founder of Kaleidoscope Living. I love colorful decor, home decorating, and organizing all the things. And I'm Tia, Tasha's good friend, colleague, and type B counterpart. I know from experience that living your best life begins with creating a home you love. So on this podcast, we chat about DIY, home design, and life at home. And I know from experience that juggling kids, work, and life in general often means your home gets put on the back burner. Together, we bring two unique perspectives for some very fun and colorful conversations. Thanks for joining us. Let's do this. Yes. All right. You ready to talk about gallery walls? Let's talk about it. All right. People get real stressed out about gallery walls. Well, it's. They probably are like, oh, it's a lot of measuring and nailing. And I mean, I'm never afraid to put a hole anywhere. So I just start I'm nailing. Not either. And, but I think, but my husband acts like it's like the biggest deal ever. <laughs> Shocker. So like, we actually don't hang pictures together anymore because it became such a situation where there was so much yelling. Yeah. Okay. So I think maybe we should go into this with the, the following disclaimer. I type A most things in my life. I do not type A a gallery wall. I do not. You know how you'll see people like they cut out brown paper in the shape and size of their frames? I would. I have zero patience for that. Oh, yeah. No, I'm not going to do that either. I think it's a great idea. And if that really helps you, I think that that is a solid tip. Like. If you know, most people, I think, when planning a gallery wall, in order to keep it reasonably affordable, which certainly uh, is a goal of mine Mm because they can get expensive. If you want to work with like frames that you have Mm -hmm. on hand um, and you feel like you're really going to struggle with the layout, I do think it's a wonderful idea to use either brown craft paper or wrapping paper and trace your frames so that you can cut out basically templates that are the exact same size and shape as the frames you have and then play around with them on the wall until you're happy with a placement. I think that is a great way to do it. That is absolute. I've never done that. No, no, I just, (laughs) um, here's my approach to gallery walls. I get asked about this an awful lot. Uh, I love a gallery wall. I think they're one of the best ways to use wall space and add interest to a room. Um, I think that people try to overcomplicate them. So let's try to. That feels right. Right? That feels on brand Uh, for people. Yeah. Yeah. It really doesn't have to be that hard. So let's start by. Tia's going to like this topic. Let's start by talking about just choosing the art pieces. Okay. Irrespective of size. Is that a word? Irrespective? I do not know. I think I might have made that up. Regardless of size, um, let's just talk about finding like the subject of the art, the colors of the art. Uh, Because I think that it's real important, Mm -hmm. but not hard. Right. Okay. I think... You can and should mix subjects, meaning like have some abstract, have some nature, have some like the, the, 
what's that called? The Realistic. T- the yeah. type of the style. Style. Okay. Yes. I think you should mix styles. Mm-hmm. Um, I am a as is Tia. As Tia is an abstract artiste herself. Mm, I am. I am most drawn to abstract art. Mm-hmm. I love it. I have to though almost force myself to balance out abstract pieces with um nature like something that can be recognized as an actual thing um so like in our bedroom gallery wall like there's some um pieces of moths like you can look at it and you're like i thought you were saying moss for a minute and i was like that's weird my my brain wasn't like computing moths art pieces of moths much like their their counterpart butterflies the insect yeah and I still really love those those pieces a lot, but it is easy for me. I am happiest picking out abstract art, mm-hmm. but I also know that in a grouping, you, it, I personally think having twenty pieces of abstract art would be cray, right? right. Because the thing about abstract art, at least to me, that's so the reason I'm so drawn to it is it's usually like so like bold and eye catching. Yeah, it's usually splashier. Yeah. And so you kind of need to balance that out mm-hmm. with things that aren't going to compete for you, you need to have stars and supporting roles in your gallery yes. wall. That's a great way to put it. Oh, I, yeah. it just came to me. Whew. That's a very, I think everyone can understand that. Like not every piece of artwork can be the star in mm-hmm. a gallery wall. Um, and I think you need to mix styles so that it doesn't feel like every, every actor on the stage is competing for the same attention. Yes. Okay. So now let's talk about color. Mm-hmm. The best way I can explain this, I think I said this in a story when I was talking about our bedroom gallery wall and so many people responded to it and were like, oh my God, this makes perfect sense. In terms of your color story, the way I put it is you need to make sure that the colors in the gallery wall are friends with each other. Absolutely. Okay, so... I would like for you to elaborate on that because I feel like you'll probably describe it better since you're always making sure paint is friends when you're doing paintings. Yeah, it's like they're, it's the same idea to me as you can't, every color can't be the star. Right. So you have like your main color. Event. Event, star, <laughs> and then you have all your supporting. So like when I'm looking at, at we're sitting in Tasha's yes. office, and to me, um, I would say pink is yes. sort of your main I color would say so star. Too. Yeah. And then that doesn't mean every piece has nope, pink. Does not. It means every piece plays nice with pink. Yes. And and when I say colors are friends with each other, that doesn't mean they like I don't like the word match. Mm-hmm. I try to avoid the word like I get say, well, d- does that match that? I don't like that. I prefer to think of them as the playmates. But in my opinion, for colors to be playmates, I'm not, pastels are not usually going to be playmates with um, 
fall colors or, mm. but I never articulate that. Well, I think it's because I've never actually studied color. Yeah. It's like they need to be the same, a similar tone and intensity. And saturation. Maybe that's the word I'm missing. But at the same time, you will, like, I'm looking at your pieces here and you definitely have pastels that have pastels mixed in. But pastels are not the, um, the, the the star. Maybe that's what it is. So you want the star colors to have the same intensity. Okay, that's a good way. Of You're not going to have a bright pink and a mauve, muted um, mauve. Yeah, and a muted mauve. Like they need to all sort of like feel like they. Feel like they go together. Feel like they're in the same grade. Okay, yes. this just came to me. Yes. So there are colors that feel like they're preschool colors. Mm-hmm. There are colors that feel like they're granny colors. Mm-hmm. Okay, those colors um, shouldn't play together. Right. Okay. Um, I like to think that my color scheme is beyond preschool, but it's very youthful. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. It's playful. It's playful. Yeah. My playful colors would not... Um, be on the same playground as like dark and moody colors. Right. So you just, they have to just feel like they would be in the same grade. Mm -hmm. Like you don't want to have like a dusty sage and a muted yellow and then have all your art be like neon green. Exactly. Yeah. It would feel off. If it feels off, it's because it's off. It's off. (laughs) Trust your gut. Um, I, I go back to this tip often, and it comes into play. I'm using the word play a lot. It um, comes into play with gallery walls, too. If you feel really stuck um, and you're over, I would say, overanalyzing what colors work well together or play well together, just go spend an hour at a fabric store, yes. please. It is su- or perusing art online i mean that helps me but i think it's more concrete for people if they can look at a piece of fabric go to a fabric store there are going to be fabrics you hate there are going to be fabrics that you love um if you can find a fabric that you love it might give you a sense of colors that you might like on a gallery Mm -hmm. wall but what you'll notice in the fabrics is kind of what we're talking about like the colors work together and if you doubt your own ability to pair colors together, um, rely on a piece of fabric that you like. Right. And then use the piece of fabric as you're hunting for pieces online or in person to fill in your gallery wall. Um, you know, fabric designers, I think it would be like such a cool job. It would be really cool. And they're, it's, they're really talented. And there's something about, I think the clarity of colors that's in fabric. I think it gives people more confidence that they can pull those colors out as opposed to saying like they're by, they're looking at a piece of artwork. Many, many colors have been mixed. Does that make sense? Yes. That's why I, my go-to would be looking at fabric. It's a truer hue. A truer hue. Yes. Truer words have never been spoken. (laughs) Truer hue. Um, okay, so that's what I think we need to say about the colors. I am sorry to tell you that your gallery wall will not look great if you just, 
I know that good galleries wall gallery walls look like they haven't been like overly curated and overly planned planned but but they have, but they have. and the color story is a big part of that. And so, that doesn't mean they've all been bought at the same place no, at the same time. No. It means they've been thoughtfully put together. Yes. And they're they're not they they're gonna there's going to be a color story within the gallery wall that makes sense and that that binds it together much like a quilt. Yes. Apparently today is my day of analogies. I'm going to tell you. You're on fire. <laughs> it's kind of like the best makeup looks like makeup nobody tried at doing. Yeah. Yes. Same, for a, gallery Same wall. for a gallery wall. But what you shouldn't do is just go into your attic and find 25 pieces of art or photos and just hang them up. Like that's not probably going to work out great for you. Okay. So color. Think about it. Find colors that play well together. The second step I think that people struggle with is like, what's the starting point? I do think that every gallery wall needs a starting point. Mm -hmm. Call it an anchor piece, if you will. Mm -hmm. Um, It's like the teacher in the classroom. Right. Or the director of the play. (laughs) (laughs) There just needs to be one thing. Now, it. In our master bedroom, let me rephrase that. In our primary Primary. bedroom, I'm sorry, I'm still training myself as to what I do believe is an appropriate shift in terminology for the bedroom. In our primary bedroom, ironically, the anchor piece for the gallery wall was the TV. Right. Okay. It doesn't have to be a piece of art, I guess, is the point. Um, It needs to be the thing you are planning the gallery wall around. So because I wanted to essentially camouflage the TV as much as possible, um, that was my anchor point. It was also going to serve as like the center. It's centered on the dressers. It's centered Mm -hmm. in the room. So that was also going to be the center point of the gallery wall, which in my opinion made it way easier than just starting a gallery wall on a blank wall. Uh, Yeah, I agree. Because you have a framework. Yes. So if you have never done a gallery wall before, I think a good piece of advice for you is um, pick a, not just a blank wall, pick a wall where you kind of have to plan it around something, whether it's a piece of furniture or a TV, it will make it easier because I don't know how big that TV is. It's not giant, but let's say it's 40 inches. Okay. Mm-hmm. What I knew I wanted is, so if we have a 40 inch box sitting there, I knew I didn't want a similar size right. piece of art above it. So that's the other thing is you need to vary your, your, your shapes and sizes. Okay. So if I have a 40 inch rectangle above it, I knew immediately that I wanted two smaller pieces. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this is how it evolves and becomes easier to plan these things out. So once then I knew, okay, well, I'm probably going to want two smaller pieces above it that are also not identical in size. That may be just a personal preference for me. I don't like it to get too symmetrical. So I think you have people like my husband who wants perfect Mm -hmm. symmetry, and then you have people like me who are like, and you who like 
part of the interest. Like the flow, yeah. Part of the interest is that everything's a different size and shape. Mm. That hurts some people's feelings. Like they can't. Well, you could. You're right. You're right. So, so you gotta, you gotta. Don't go against what's gonna feel good to you because. That's a good point. You're going to be the one looking at it. So if you need everything symmetrical, by God, make everything symmetrical. There are plenty of symmetrical gallery walls that are beautiful, especially like up staircases. I can kind of get on board with that. But, but when I was planning out our gallery wall, I just knew if I have a 40 inch box, I need two smaller pieces above it. Um, I wanted those to be slightly different size and I wanted them to extend a scooch past the TV. Like I didn't want them to line up perfectly with the TV. You want balance, not symmetry. Yeah. yeah look at you. I mean, psh, and that's really the whole thing is. Yes. What time is it? It's 1238. Way past my peak. Too. Okay. That's what you knew exactly yeah. why I looked. I was like, has 10, she hit her prime? My peak every day. Way past my peak on this. Well, one. I'm gonna. At least I'm still drinking coffee. I well, it's, it's keeping me working. Sharp. It's working for you. I prefer balance, not symmetry. Yes. yes. Okay. So then, at this point, I have a big TV, two smaller but still big pieces above, and then it's kind of like. Do you remember drawing trees when you were a kid? Mm-hmm. And you would draw a branch, and then you branch off, yes. and you okay, I. I loved drawing trees because it was one of the few things I could draw when I was a kid. That's kind of what happens. So you have an anchor piece. I think that the next logical step is regardless of what that piece is, you need to pick what's going to go right above it or right beside it. That's the next most important choice. And then you start branching out like tree branches and... And if you want things symmetrical, I think that makes it easier to plan. If you just like balance and things a bit a little bit more, I don't know, flowy and eclectic like Tia and I do. Um, the way I do it is just by varying up the size for the most part, because most of my art is rectangular or square. I don't really have round stuff. Right. I do love a round. Oh, you who can doesn't? a round in there. Girl. You're like, bam, look Boom. at me. I, I I'm just, so eclectic. Yeah. I also like a textured piece. Oh, yeah. If, to if, bring some interest, which yeah. what we mean by that is like more sculptural. Yes. Um, like it doesn't all have to be framed art. Right. It can be an object. Yes. But I think what you want to think about too is weight. Visual weight. Visual weight. Yes. Mm-hmm. And for me, sometimes yes. that would be created with a frame. Sometimes that would be created with a sculptural piece. And sometimes that would be created with the bulk of mm-hmm. what you're looking at in the actual art. Yes, I agree with that. But you don't want... So if you have... So it's, it's hard to explain without being able to show you yeah. stuff. Um, this is This is the best way I can explain it. When you step back from your gallery wall, what you've hung so far, which I recommend doing often, um, you want to, this is going to sound abstract, but I, I hope it will make sense to people. Um, when you're, when you're looking at everything you've hung and your gallery wall, you, you shouldn't get to a spot where your eyes get stuck. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I think that goes back to visual weight. If you get if you get really hung up in a spot, it's likely that there's too much visual weight there. 
um, there's some sticking point. So maybe you have a heavier frame next to a, a darker or more saturated mm-hmm. piece. And it, they're competing. They're competing. Just separate them. And this is the thing, y'all. I make approximately one zillion holes in the wall when I do a gallery wall. I don't care at all. I got the question uh, when I was hanging, I think, the gallery wall in Atlee's room. People, um, I did a time-lapse video of some of it. And people said, how are you doing that without making holes? Because as you're moving stuff around, and I was like, oh, no, no, I'm making holes. And then I, I'll just patch the holes. Like or, cares? frankly, a gallery wall covers a, it whole, covers a lot of whole holes. multitude of yeah. sins. Um, so that's what I do. Like, I stand back. If my eye gets hung up anywhere, I try something different. I mean, it's it's... <laughs> It's to a certain extent, you can't pre-plan all of it. You just have to start hanging things. I think in our bedroom, the only things that I knew for sure were going to work was the the two pieces above the TV. And then as I branched out, um, I had a general sense that I wanted to use two larger 24 by 36 pieces to kind of anchor the okay. ends. Yeah. Um but originally, the two pieces that I bought, the two art pieces I bought to go in those, I pictured them in opposite places. Oh, funny. But once I got it in there, I was just visually, I was hung up on something and I wound up swapping it. And that's what happens. And it's it's fun and it's fine. And that's the way gallery walls, I think, kind of should go. But what I try to do for the most part is... Um, I try to never hang the exact size and shape right next to. I try not to have twinsies on the wall. Mm-hmm. Is that a good way of putting it? If yeah. I have a 12 by 18, I either want something a little bit bigger or a little bit smaller right next to it. Um, if I have, you know, three rectangles and I have a couple of square frames to work in, I'll, I want to break it up with a square frame. If, you, if like you said, if you have a round there, oof, girl, Doing throw it, it in. Doing Do the it. most. Um, the, the, I think the other thing is, it's funny, I keep looking at it. I know. It. We're like looking at it while we're talking about it, is I don't like for corners to line up. Oh, I agree with that. Because it makes it feel very constricted to mm-hmm, me. Mm-hmm. This is another issue that Anthony and I have, is he wants everything to be feel grid-like. But there's a lot of... Um, mm-hmm overlapping and um mm-hmm. uh, overlapping of uh, that's not the right word like like if you have one hanging then you want to like come down and over you don't want to yes. line them up because then you're creating lines as opposed to a grouping that's a different yes, thing I that's agree. a grid guys well, I that's maybe a, an important distinction. If you really like symmetry, I'm I do a grid. <laughs> do yeah, do a grid wall where it is you got six frames, three on the top, three on the bottom. That can be beautiful. But it I do think so hard to hang to me. I would oh say that God. is different than a gallery yes. wall in my head. Yes. Um so yes, I think that's a good rule of thumb. Is to not have like or I'm noticing what I do a lot of is I have the same size frame, but I'll have a one piece that's horizontal yep. and then I'll do a vertical above it. So that is another thing I watch out for. I try mm-hmm. to balance the amount of vertical orientation to horizontal. Yes. Um, I mean, I wish I could give y'all more hard and fast rules, but other than starting with an anchor piece, 
and then definitely deciding what the two pieces that are two or three um, pieces that are going to go immediately beside the anchor piece. I, I, I don't think that you can pre-plan much else other than the color story. I mean, I do like, I will lay things out like on the floor. Sure. Um, because that helps Anthony understand what it's going to look like before <laughs> I start just banging holes away into the wall. Um, you know, and then that also kind of helps me get more of a plan and it may not end up exactly like that, sure. but that's, a good starting point. Yes. I mean, I do. I don't do it on the floor. I don't know why. That feels like a smart thing to do. Or on a bed. I like kind of propped mine up on the dressers. Mm-hmm. Um, and even before that, hold on, I should have said this before. I do think using a tool like Canva. Yes. C-A-N-V-A is a great place for even me. Like, I feel like now I know enough about colors I like mm-hmm. and what colors work well together that I don't. I have a a reasonable amount of confidence in it, but I, for the bedroom, I actually did create, I kind of, I won't call it a mock-up of a gallery wall, but I pulled in all the art pieces that I was going to need to order onto one little digital canvas to make sure that the color story really was making sense. Um, And that's just such an easy thing to do on your computer. Just right click, save your, you know, the picture of the art you're thinking about, drag it into Canva. And if it doesn't look right on that to you, it's not going to look right on your wall. So that is helpful. Um, And to a certain extent, I think you could determine general sizes. Like, well, this piece I know I want bigger and I think think it's going to go like mm-hmm. I did know okay I think I need two large pieces on the far right and the far left um but then kind of all the middle stuff filled in mm-hmm. uh unexpectedly um but I would say they were all in the range of like 12 by 18 to what's the next to 18 by 24 um, for the most part. And then I had one, one area of the gallery. I liked the way everything was looking. There was this one spot that needed a kind of a long, skinny horizontal mm-hmm. piece. Um, and so I found a frame that it was it framed out an eight by 10, but the, it, it, the way the, it was matted out made it longer and more narrow. And so that filled the, and you're, you're there's probably going to be some of that. Like I couldn't pre-order everything. Right. It, it, I mean, my hat is off to you if you can do that. I couldn't. So I would say I pre-ordered 70% of the stuff. And then I had to like, look at it and think, what exactly do I need? What am I missing? Yeah. To go there. Um, and the same thing happened in Atlee's room. I would say that's very, very normal. Um, but other than deciding on your color story and the anchor piece, I don't think there are any hard and fast rules. Talk a little bit about frames. Oh, like where to buy them? No, like how do you mix frames? I think people often want oh. to have all the exact same frame. Oh. I th- or there's so much crazy framing that like, I think there's like a happy medium, like what you have here. Okay. So in my office, it's a mixture of white frames and like very, very light wood frames. So visually they're like, I, 
I personally would not mix like white frames and black frames. Um, I mean, I guess that could look cool, but I, I think that none of my frame, my frames are not, they're, they're never going to be identical. Um, but I think they should be similar enough. And then in our bedroom, I have a mixture of light wood and gold frames, Mm -hmm. which are different, but they're not like competitors. It's kind of the same thing with the colors is how I feel about the frames. They should be, they should be buddies. Right. When we had all the, we had all these old pictures down the hall. It was all like our, it was our ancestral hall. Yeah, it was. Is that not there anymore? Well, since we painted, we took it all down. And since we were going to sell, it's just still all down. Anyway, it made Anthony crazy. Okay. Because it was um, willy nilly. Yeah. It's a long, skinny gallery wall. It was balanced, but he liked it. It looked great. But it did. I used all um, black frames. Yes. No, they were all different. But they kinds were all of black different. Frames. Yeah. So some were thicker, some were thinner, mm-hmm. um, some were just floating glass with a black yep. rim. He also did not like that. Okay. So I think. But again, I like stayed with the same. Mm-hmm. They all played well together. Yeah, I mean that's I, there's it's there's no better way to phrase it. Mm-hmm. It's um, I personally like some some variety in the frames. I am, you would not find me going to a big box store and buying, you, they sell those, you know. Oh, like, I buy them for my art because it's such a, it's, it's such, such a, a great deal. Way. Yeah. Yes. But they will sell like, here are 20 frames and they're all the exact same frame and you can use them on a gallery yeah. wall. Um, that's not my jam. That's great for a grid wall because then they're all the same. That would be great yeah. for a grid wall. But I think that, but what's interesting is I, I feel like um, there are some gallery walls that I've seen that are just like, oh, I mean, they're amazing and there are round frames and some are like gold gilded mm-hmm. and some are, um, and they have a much greater variety in the frames than I personally mm-hmm. use. Uh, I would say I tend to pick two to three different finishes at most. Um, and they're all similar ish in terms of visual weight. Like they're either white or light wood or they're light wood and gold. Like they're, they're similar. But also like, I feel like in those kind of gallery walls, the frame is part of the art. Yeah. I agree. And in yours, you have bright, colorful art that doesn't need. It's yeah. You don't want for that. That's That's not your style. Like some of these more, it's like a, a fancier it's more like ornate the, yeah, yeah with the big fancy and it, gilded frame yeah. and it looks amazing, amazing but it's not yeah it's not what i'm going for right it's just yeah, a different vibe it's different um that brings up another good point though some oh the other thing i like to um vary is matting versus non-matting mm-hmm. um that's just a personal choice for me. If it's a smaller piece of art, I generally like it matted. When I start getting into larger sizes, mm-hmm. like 24 by 36, I just personally like for the art to take up all the space. Mm-hmm. Um, but on a gallery wall, I like a mixture. I like some matted, some unmatted. It just adds another different. And I think the nice thing about matting is it gives your art a little bit of room to breathe away from the frame. Mm -hmm. And it creates a little bit of that calm visual space between your pieces. Mm -hmm. So if everything is not matted, it's going to feel way more hectic than if you have some of that nice. And I mean, to me, even a, a picture that has a natural border feels like a mat. Yeah. 
I agree with that. Your ones behind you have natural white borders, and that just gives you some breathing space. Yes, I agree with that. If everything was unmatted or didn't have a border around it, it would look. It feels more like it feels more crammed to me. There's not as much air. I yes, and I feel like it would read. It would be very troublesome for the eyes. Feels more chaotic. Chaotic. Yes. (laughs) Which is troublesome for my eyes. I'm just here to really just. Translate. Translate for Tasha. <laughs> um, okay, so the last thing I want to mention is if you don't have an obvious anchor piece, like a TV or a piece of furniture that you're working around, um, let's talk about how to choose. It, let's say, so you're starting with a just straight up blank wall. You got to make your first choice, okay? It should be, you know, when you're like, please. Please let this be heard. Yes. It should be big. Mm-hmm. Okay. Big. Bigger. The bigger, the better. Yep. For anchoring, you need at least one honking piece of art if you are doing a gallery wall on a big blank wall. Like in my office, I don't have a huge piece of art. But I have a giant piece of furniture that kind of sits in the middle of it. If you are working on a completely blank wall, you need something big. And by big, I mean a 24 by 36 at a minimum. Um, I think bigger than that is better. And I would make that choice first. Well, it's going to be way easier. Way easier. It does not. Also, please hear this. Please hear this. Does not mean it has to be in the perfect center of your gallery wall. It does not. But I think that many times gallery walls can feel too chaotic when there isn't at least that one big piece to kind of ground everything. When it's all medium size to smaller size pieces, it feel, which is kind of how I feel about what we have in our bonus room right now it's all family photos and none of them are really big and so it feels a little not great to my eyeballs mm-hmm. it feels too busy too hectic yeah it too does chaotic um and eventually i'll figure something out for in there but for for a gallery wall have a big piece of art to ground it all that serves as your anchor piece and then i would say you need to plan on at least one other large piece yeah. That maybe isn't quite as big as your anchor piece, um, but I think you need a minimum of two big pieces to then fill in with mid-sized to smaller pieces um, without it feeling a little haphazard and chaotic. And I think it's easier to start big and work your way down. A jillion percent. So you, you pick your biggest ones. Yes. Two to three. Yes. Depending on your size wall. Yeah. I like odd numbers. Yes. And then you pick your mediums. Yes, and then, and then you, fill you fill in. in. And it's a lot easier to have your big decisions made. Uh, yeah. Well, especially because if you're going bigger, you know, unless you luck out and find something amazing at a flea market or a Goodwill, yeah. it's that's going to be your biggest investment, yeah. too. Um, Imagine it like this. Yeah. You're not going to get dressed and put on your earrings first. Look at you. You're going to get dressed Coming and you're going to put on your, sh- your pants and your shirt or your dress. And that's your big piece. Oh, this is 
the best analogy. You know, yet. and then you're going to put on your, your shoes and your belt, and those are like your medium pieces, yes. so I would never and wear a belt. And then your accessories. And then your accessories, and the smaller you go, that's just imagine it. You're building out your outfit. Tia. And maybe your belt's not right, so you just switch it. <laughs> but you, you're going to keep the same shirt. Yeah, you, you... You may have to change your peak time because oh I God. Feel, it's twelve twelve fifty six today. I feel, I feel like real sleepy though. That might have been it. <laughs> no, she's well, gonna well, power well. down. I'm gonna take a little nap. That's now. a perfect analogy. I've yeah. never thought of it like that. Yeah, don't get hasty and change your whole outfit when you may just need a different yeah. earring. Mm-hmm. All right. That well, folks, that's it's all you need to know right there. I can't top that. <laughs> so with that, we are going to read a review. All right. This review. Is from Betsy underscore L underscore 78. Oh, do we reckon she was born in 78? Like I reckon myself. I reckon All she right. was. It was a good year. Betsy. Um, it was no 79, but whatever. <laughs> we won't hold that against you, Betsy. All right. This is entitled, I love this podcast. Oh. All right. Betsy says, I'm fairly new to podcasts that you're supposed to listen to for fun and inspiration. I mostly listen to news and interview podcasts oh. from NPR, mm. but I just discovered colorful conversations. I love getting inspired while trying to figure out ways to make my home and my family life more enjoyable, livable, and organized mm. while laughing in the process. Having been given a few recommendations of other home decor type podcasts, I hadn't found one I liked. Oh. Maybe because I couldn't relate to the host. Oh. Plus, they weren't nearly as funny. Well. Oh, Betsy, stop. <laughs> I grew up and lived just outside of Boston, but went to college in Virginia, and hearing these funny ladies just brings back good memories. Tasha and Tia not only have great tips, but as a mom of a seven-year-old and twin five-year-olds, I can really relate to them, especially Tia. (laughs) They aren't afraid to admit that life is messy and that sometimes it's okay to at least accept the messiness before attempting to clean it up. Plus, they make me laugh out loud. I love when they go off on tangents and laugh at each other's jokes. They're just so genuine. It's such a pleasure to listen to them while I do. Sorry. Get it together. <laughs> while I do mundane but necessary stuff around the house, like going through my kids' ubiquitous artwork, folding laundry, and just tidying Amen. up. Betsy. Oh, thanks. Betsy. Betsy. You're that delightful. Was nice. Can I also just say this picture of us on the cover? We it's pre-pandemic, and don't we look <laughs> rested. rested and fresh? We do. Young, even. Well, it, we did call it our engagement photo for That's a long several time. Years, it's several years ago. It is. And I'm... I, I don't want to say I'm haggard, but <laughs> yeah. I'm not that fresh. I fear the pandemic has not... It has not boded well for the aging process no. in my house. And, and here, and for me either. Golly. I also, mean, I can't wear that dress anymore. <laughs> It's also not boded well for my waistband, but that's a different problem. <laughs> anyway, I just had to say, we, we we don't look this fresh anymore, guys. No, we don't. We look like sweet little baby angels yeah, we do. there. We didn't know. That was that was the old us. That's <laughs> <laughs> pretty panty. Gosh, I right? really think. It's amazing. I, mean, I wonder if like the amount of people getting like anti-aging treatments has increased with the pandemic. Probably. Oof. Oof. Anyway. Um, all right, Betsy. Betsy. Sorry. Sorry Betsy about that. Betsy 78. Nancy L. Betsy L. Betsy L. Also, can I say I love the name Betsy? It's one of my favorite names. It's Is it? so cute. Is it usually short for Elizabeth? Yep. Well, Betsy. My middle name is Elizabeth. I'm going to start calling you 
Tasha Betsy. Tasha Betsy. <laughs> um, well, Betsy, if you will please write to us at podcast at kaleidoscopeliving.com and tell us your full name, your mailing address, and we will send you free stuff. And thanks so much for listening. Yes, that was a lovely, lovely podcast. That was. A lovely podcast. Well, this was a lovely, a lovely podcast review. <laughs> Um, all right, y'all. Until next time. Um, oh, you can. Oh, I almost forgot. Mm-hmm. You can hang out with us or connect with us on Instagram. I am at Tasha.Kaleidoscope. That's where I spend most of my time. But you can also follow at Kaleidoscope underscore living. If you want to find out about new products. Spoiler alert. We have some coming out for Christmas and um, promotion sales, that sort of thing. That is more of what we share over there. And you can hang out with Miss Tia. I am at tias.bright.life. No, no side. side. T- let me, let me. She is at tias.bright.side. <laughs> Are you sure? I had to change it. There was a whole thing and I had to change it and I'll never be right again. I'll I'm say the wrong thing. I'm pretty sure that you changed it from life, but this this is giving me life. Um and T is T H E A. Yes, it's the, real. The, the, the Thea. Um it's like Chia Pet, but it's Thea. Tia's bright life. God, oh my I don't God. even know you anymore. You are stroking look. I'm so tired. Y'all the when you hit the peak, it's a real downhill from there. It's a fast there. roll downhill. Tia's dot bright dot side. Side. That was, you okay. said life. Oh, my God. Okay. Oh, this is great. All Ooh. right. Um, we're going to go get her some help. <laughs> Bye, y'all. Bye.